Good evening, everyone. Welcome to For Her Podcast's first episode. My name is Nadera. I am the owner of For Her Nonprofit Organization. And I am sitting here with my very good friend, Ashley. Hello, everyone. All right, Ashley. So let me know. How are you today? I'm fine. How are you? I'm all right. You know, with all the crazy stuff that's going on, how are you holding up? Um, well, I really can't complain. I'm just happy that everyone so far is good. Everybody's health is okay. Everybody's able to go back to work and make money. Okay, that's what's up. Yeah, me too. Hopefully this thing is over with because Trump, oh Lord, is a mess. I know that uh, you were supposed to have your wedding this month. How do you feel about not being able to, you know, walk down the aisle? Mm, it's okay. Everything happened for a reason. Um, you know, I'm disappointed and a little upset that it can't go on, but hey, this was something that we wasn't able to control. So it's just give us more time to prepare, more money to save and, you know, get better prepared for it. That is, that's what's up. I get it. That's what's up. Would you prefer like the time that's going on now? Would you rather like get married and then have a big wedding in a reception when the time comes? Or do you just want to wait for everything to the end of the We have discussed that. And I think we're just going to wait until next year and just go ahead and do everything at once. Knock it out the box. And you ready? Yes, I've been ready. Y'all have been together for how long? Seven years. Right. You know what? I still remember the first time when you told me you was dating him. And remember the first time he was going to go on a date and you was nervous. And I was like, girl, go ahead. And I helped you get ready for your date. <laughs> I remember. You remember that? <laughs> yes. That was a long time. Yeah. Seven years seems like 17 years. Right. You know yeah. what? Let me ask you a question. Is it, is it easy to love that a, a person for 17 years? I mean, well, not 17, but seven years. Is it easy? Does it, is it hard for you? It's not easy and it's not that hard, but, um, you know, we have our ups and downs, but it's nothing that we can't handle. We, you know, we talk it out. We have good communication skills and it helps that he also is funny. He has a great personality. So, but, um, for the most part, you know, like I said, we have our disagreements, but at the end of the day, we were able to talk about it and work out our problems. And we always come up with a solution to make whatever situation we're in, better. And you know what? That's the right way to do it. Do you think that the way you loved him or you liked him from when you would start dating him, do you think the love is stronger now at this point before you guys get married? Or do you think that it's the same? Um, I think it's stronger because, you know, in the beginning, we just getting to know each other. So, of course, he's trying to impress me. I'm trying to impress him. So, you know, everybody don't put their like um show everybody their true color in the beginning. Yeah. Right. But with us, it's kind of like, you know, we both showed each other our true color in the beginning, even though we both were still trying to please each other and yeah. make each other happy. But, um. You know, it just the love just got stronger. It just it just grew in and got stronger. Well, I tell you what, relationships we all know is not easy. It's, it's not. hard. It's very tempting. It's easy to walk away from a situation when things start going downhill. But you do know when you get married, it it becomes something that's totally different than when you were dating. 
So do you think you're physically, emotionally, and mentally for that to happen? Because once you take those vows in front of God, do, you know, death do you part and, you know, you'll be there to sick and health and all that stuff. Do you really think that you will be able to 100% be ready? I think so. Yes, I'm ready because um, nothing should change in a relationship once you get married. Nothing but your name. Is this a paper saying this is official? But other than that, if your relationship was already good and going strong and heading in a, a positive direction, y'all both know what y'all want, y'all have the same goals, you, you, you guys support each other, then nothing should change. The relationship should continue like that within the marriage. If the relationship is bad and, you know, every other day you got to have a big fight mm-hmm. and nobody could come up with a solution. A solution. Get it together, right, exactly. Right. Then nine out of 10, the marriage is not going to work because if yeah. you, if you can't solve something so simple and able to communicate with your partner, this in a regular relationship, how do you think it's going to work in a marriage? It's not. Well, all right, then. That's what I'm talking about. So, therefore, you know, let's talk about it, sis. Let's get into it. So, my question for you is, have you ever been, besides this relationship that you're in, have you ever really been in love with someone? When I got with my kids' dad, Uh I was 18. So, at that age, we still growing. We still getting to know our body, getting to know what being an, an adult is, a relationship, a relationship all of that, friendship, mm-hmm. loyalty, honesty. Respect. So exactly. Trust. Yes. Okay. That's a big one. I know that's right. So, you know, at that age, we think we know, but we really don't know. So mm-hmm. what I had with my kid's dad is nothing compared to what I have now. Mm-hmm. It's totally different. This is um, the relationship now is mature. Yeah. We both have goals. You know, we understand each other, mm-hmm. respect, trust. And you you know what? Not only that, not only is it all that together, it's also, you know, your worth as a woman. Because back then, you know, we dating and we used to chase the guys and let them treat us like, you know, argue. Remember how we used to all hang out and the guys be arguing with us? And for, okay, for instance, remember when I was dating Nate? And I crashed this car when I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> and then, you know, the fact that the arguing in front of each other and, and you know, letting them, I wouldn't say all the way, but slightly get away with some type of disrespect as far as us. Because mm-hmm. we didn't know no better. Exactly. You know, if you knew better, you'll do better. But we didn't. So my whole thing is you're grown out of life. You're grown. You're not the same person you were 17 years ago or when you had your kids and stuff like that. So now that you say everything is different. You do know that the love you have for him and the love you have for your fiance now is not the same. Exactly. It's totally different. It's not the same at all. Okay. All right. So make sure another question. Do you think that your fiance loves you as much as you love him? Or do you think that he loves you more than you love him? Okay. This might sound kind of like a mind-blowing or like what like what do they what do you mean but um to be honest I I love him 100% like with all my heart I Mm -hmm. I love this man to to death do us part at the same time um I believe he loves me more he loves you if that makes sense because um and I think in a relationship you should want your partner to love you more because 
the simple fact, like I said, with my kid's dad and that relationship, mm-hmm. I, lo- I loved him more. So being that I loved him more, I think that that what gave him that that's probably what gave him the idea that, oh, I can do whatever I want and get away with it because she's never going nowhere or, you know, you know, just basically saying and doing whatever because he just think that I'm just so in love. I'm going to always be there. Versus this this relationship, he as far as he loves me more, we both go beyond beyond, beyond yeah. you know above okay. and beyond for each other. Yeah, and, and 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 you know what? It should be like that. But to speak on what you said about you know when you was with your kid's father and you loved him more, I don't think is that you loved him more. What I think, and this is just my point of view, I think you love yourself less because you should never love someone more than you love yourself you're absolutely right but like at the same time I was 18 when I got into exactly. that so you you you, that. you know you really don't know like you know now that I'm older and you know got my priorities and everything in, in order you've been hurt yes so it's hurt. like I know what like you said before what I'm worth like right. I worth. know that I deserve to be treated like a queen mm-hmm. I want my kids to see me happy all the time and to see how a guy supposed to treat a lady yeah so yeah, I, yeah. I absolutely agree absolutely agree i do know that we all i believe the game stays the same the characters change that's it so everything the people the kids and stuff going through now that we went through you know what i mean when we was young it's the same thing mm-hmm. so i'm getting to that to say this i wanted to start this for her it's because i wanted to let young girls and let them understand like you can relate to me you know what I'm saying? Like, you're, you're not by yourself. You're not the only one who has been in abusive relationship. You're not the only one who has been cheated on. You're not the only one who has self-esteem. Like, I, I was there. And a lot of times, you can't change a person unless they're ready to be changed. But I do believe that you can put a strong impact on someone. And we always say, we need change. This world got to change. Things got to change. And I feel like if we're going to have change, it has to start with us. Yeah, so right. I, I would want to reach out to these. Uh, don't get me wrong. I know when you there's a process in life. When you 18, you have no worries in the world. You're having fun when you're in your 20s. You have every reason to mess up and mess up and mess up and learn and fall and get back up and get back up. When you're in your 30s, you start to find out yourself, who you are as a person, not your name, but who you are and what you will allow as a person. So that's totally, you know. That's the reason why I wanted to do this, because there are a lot of black females that's out there who who don't know. Yeah, there's a lot that they feel like they're alone. You know what I'm saying? They don't have nobody. Mm -hmm. A lot of times these girls are in competition with each other and hating on each other when it should be as far as like, look, I don't want to hate you. I don't want you to hate me. I love you just because of who you are. If we stand together, it would be so much better. That's the problem. We don't know how to build each other up and to actually give real compliments and genuinely mean it and try to just just um, tell somebody else your experience so that person can, can relate can relate or yeah. you know know what to do in their life to make yeah. their life better instead of making this, you know, mistakes that other people did try to change, change it around because nine out of 10 majority of all of us, we go through a lot. 
we go through a lot and sometimes um our situations are similar so yeah. it's like i can learn from you you, can, you learn. can learn from me exactly. that's when i said that the game stays the same the characters change yes you get what i'm saying like i i'm doing this because i genuinely want to help somebody i genuinely want to be that person that somebody was for me when i was going through my situations when i thought i knew everything when i was in all these relationships and thought they were going to work out, but I allowed people to disrespect me. And I needed that. You know, me and my sister, I had my sister, but my, me and my sister like 10 years apart. So at the time when I'm growing up, you know, she hanging with her friends. You know, don't get me wrong. My sister was always there. I love my sister to death. Matter of fact, I got two sisters. Actually, I really got three sisters, to be honest with you. I have my sister, Salima, my sister, Khadija, and my sister, Walea. And I love them. And I know that I'm the baby from the first three. And Walea is the last one. So I sit back and I look at my sisters and I'm like, dang, the, the bond that we have is so beautiful as sisters. And I know that we have another one that's coming up. She, she got her head on straight. She go to work, you know, kids, Walea, yes. But I just feel like I want to be that person to lead her in the right direction. You know, if if my sisters help me with that, I want to pass it on and help you with that. And not even just my sisters. I want to help any black woman. It doesn't have to be a little girl. It doesn't have to be a teenager. It could be a woman, an older woman. I want to give that love and acknowledge to say, look, guess what? You are not by yourself. Black women are, and I say this all the time, we are the most disrespected human beings on this earth, but yet we are the strongest human beings on this earth at yeah, the same time. Right. Yeah, so right. as many times we get knocked down, we're judged, we get abused physically, emotionally, mentally, it's like we continue to rise back up and give it our all no matter what. And I feel like you know, I just wanted to say, you know what? I'm proud of you, sis. I'm proud of you. You do what you got to do. I know you're not looking for nobody to give you a pat on the back. And this is something you're supposed to be doing. Not saying that, oh, I'm not doing this for, for no, you're not doing it for that. But it, it feels good to let someone come to you and say, hey, I'm proud of you. I don't know you, but I know that you be having them worry nights. I know you cry. I know you're going through this. I know you're trying to make ends meet and you don't know how it's going to get done. You're busting your butt and you're going to work, but then you got kids. I'm proud of you. Yes, because and, and sometimes we need to hear that. We need, we need to, to hear to. that, especially as is as as mothers and sisters or whatever the case may be. Like this world that we live in, we're going through so much at this time, so much, and it's sad because not only do I have a son, you have two sons. Yes. So the fact that we have to raise our sons in this wicked world that we live in. It's, it's scary, it especially is. that everything that's going on and black men have a target. Black boys, black men have a target on their back before they can even enjoy life or step out into life. You're absolutely right. It's you know? scary. It's so so scary. It, it, it definitely is. It is. Well, it is scary. But um, do you think that you can love someone but still walk away from them when you know it's not right internally? Yes, but the thing is, it's hard to to do that. But a lot of a lot of women need to be able to do that and and be strong enough to do it. That's exactly why some of us are stuck in the same miserable, you know, abusive relationship because they love the person so much and is 
just so hard to walk away. But at the end of the day, you like you said before, you have to love yourself before you can really give yourself to somebody else. Because if you don't love yourself enough to walk away from anything that's not going right in mm-hmm. your life, is 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 not gonna have a good um and um ending. Mm-hmm. You, you need to be able to walk away. You can still love that person, but that doesn't mean that person love you the same. Because if so, you know they wouldn't cause so much hectic in your life. Yeah, yeah, and you and you know what? So that is true. You have to love self, but you gotta also remember if you're not taught that we are a product of our our family and our generation. So as black women. Our mothers got disrespected. Our great-grandmothers got disrespected. Our aunts, our sisters got disrespected. So when you grow up in something like that and you see that, what what else would you think that would be different? That's all you know. And a lot of times, change is good, but it's uncomfortable. So you rather stay in where you at than change because you don't know what's on the other side of that change. But you do know at least if I stay here, I know he's going to disrespect me. I know he's going to cheat on me. Been through that already. I know he's going to have kids. Been through that already. You know, it's comfortable for you. And I don't think no one should ever get comfortable into a situation that they're in when they shouldn't be in it. Yeah, absolutely right. That's true, right? So what do you... Can you explain to me your definition of self-love? What does self-love mean to you? Does does, uh, holding yourself to the highest standards as possible, always thinking positive and motivating yourself and just making sure you're getting treated like the queen you're supposed to be. Don't take no disrespect. Don't tolerate none. You just have to love yourself more than anything else in order to keep that positive attitude mm-hmm. and to yeah. keep going and to stay strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of people, a lot of people don't, they say, Oh, you're in a relationship. And then the worst thing that you can do. And I think we all have done it is to lose yourself loving someone else. You see what I'm saying? Yes. And if you ask certain people, what is self love? They like, Oh, you know, they can tell me a thousand things that they love someone else, but they can't tell me what about yourself that you love. Because once you love yourself, Anybody else love does not matter to you. Mm-hmm. It does not matter to you. Once we fully, because we say that we love ourselves and we do, but we allow a lot of things to happen to us. So then you have to sit back and think, well, wow, do I really love myself? Am I really over my past to, to, to move on as an adult and live differently and love and, and understand and appreciate who I am as a person? This is when you have to be bare and you have to bury your soul and you have to be straight transparency. That's mm-hmm. it. Transparency. That's what it's got to be. You get People got to be able to see right through you, mm-hmm. you know, and that's uncomfortable. Like I said before, change is uncomfortable. But the question is, like, do you really, if you sit there and think about it self-consciously, do you really think you love yourself to the full potential like you love that person you're with to the full potential. Do you think you give yourself that same dying deep love? Um, a lot of us uh, probably don't. That's why, you mm. know, we end up in the same particular. And even when you start a new relationship and you're like, dang, I'm going through the same thing. I've been, you know, I went through in my last relationship or this one might be worse. Mm-hmm. But you have to step back and self-evaluate yourself, like to do a checkoff list. Like, wait, what am I doing that 
keep attracting me to the same abusive relationship or the same verbally, mentally, mentally yeah, all abuse, of that. All, abuse and all types of things. People need to understand, too, when you say abuse, it's not always have to be a physical, physical thing. thing. It could be a mental thing, and it could be a verbal, verbal thing. And then, you know what else? At the same time, we also got to look at, at us because we can self-abuse ourselves as well. Exactly. And a lot of people take your weakness for your kindness for weakness. Yeah. You can't allow that. Like, yeah. you know, you, you want to uh, show people the good in you, but you, you just know who don't deserve it. You you know when to, you know, who you should walk away, who you should stay away from. Yeah. You, you just have to stay strong and, and do it and love yourself enough to be able to walk away from things that's not going right in your life. Well, let me tell you something. Me growing up, and this is so crazy, me growing up being like, you know, I lived down south in Kentucky for a while, and I was dark. I'm a dark-skinned girl. And majority of the people I was going to school was white, you know, in country and stuff like that. So, you know, up here in Jersey and down here are totally different. They're they on different levels, fashion, music, food, you know, everybody together. I've seen up here that, you see, Puerto Ricans they in black. Chinese, they in Puerto Rican, you know, it's a whole mix. But when you go down there, it's like one simple thing. So when I was down there, and then you be around these white girls, and they got long, beautiful hair, and, you know, it's all about them. And then you start to say, well, dang, how come I don't feel pretty? Mm-hmm. You know, people will make jokes, oh, you black, oh, you this and that. That, that, that messes with you. It does. Because you want to feel pretty. You want to feel beautiful. But when you go through stuff like that, that is absolutely hard. I remember when I, I never forget this. I, I will never forget this day. I was in my social study class in eighth grade. This is my last year in middle school. And I had a teacher called Mr. Durham. So you remember the old school projectors that you would have in the back? Like, you know, and then they put the little white, they pull a white thing down and y'all turn the lights off and y'all watch this movie. So that was happening. And then I remember the night before I went to bed, like really late. So I was tired. So I, you know, I dozed off. <laughs> so then, you know, by that time, you know, when you wake up, you'd be like, you look around like, oh, what's going on? Like you missed something because she was knocked out. So he asked me a question and I didn't really want to answer because I didn't know what to say because I was asleep. So I was <laughs> like, what the hell? So I'm here trying to play it off. Like I kept saying like, what? I can't hear you. What? But anyways, you know, um, he was like, oh, where you at? And I was, I was next to a black four or five door foul cabinet mm-hmm. and you know he was calling my name and I'm just like what and he was like oh Nadira oh I didn't even see you you were so blacker than that cabinet <gasps> and then everybody just started laughing now this is a white man who said this to me wow and everybody just started laughing and I'm thinking like I just got up and ran out because like I said I'm already dark-skinned you know, so I'm like, dang, it hurt me so bad. To, it hurt me so bad to my core, to the point that I remember it, and I'm 32 years old right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it took me a lot to have that self-love for me. And then also, like, you know, my dad wasn't there. It was just me, my mom, and my sister. So, you know, if you grow older and you, you want your dad there, you don't understand why he's not there. Even if he's going through the streets, got him or a drug addict, you know, I didn't know how to deal with that. I didn't know how to say, okay, I get that you're going through an illness and, you know, X, Y, and Z. I didn't know that. So with that, him not being there, I was very resentful towards him. Mm. Very resentful because I wanted that love that everybody else had. I wanted that. I wanted to go to him like, hey, father and daughter dances. 
they had them, but I never went. Mm-hmm. You know, but I'm but I'm I'm thankful because my mother had a guy she was dealing with. She married him and my stepfather. He just passed this year in February. Sorry to hear that. Yeah, it's okay. And he treated me and my sister like we were his. Anybody asked him, those are my daughters. And that right there, like I, I realized that if this person not knowing me can love me to the point that I'm I love my that he loves me to the point that you know me loving myself more than why can't I love myself? Because once I start loving myself, look who started to love me. And it makes me who I am. Yeah. So, you know, I just, I think it's really important that we do reach out to the young girls. And I think that we, it's important that we do tell them, hey, you don't have to wear long hair. You don't have to, the eyelashes that be out there looking like broomsticks. Yes. You know, you don't have to wear the little shorts that you can find in the store. You don't have to, to, to have your titties out. You don't have to sit there and be trying to fight with people to prove yourself. You or, can be you. Or wake up, wear a ton of makeup. On. Uh, a ton of makeup. And then you wipe all that stuff when you don't know who you are. It's okay to be you. Once you realize that you need to be you, you will automatically see the universe coming like a force, grabbing you tight. You know, you put it out there and it comes back. And going back to the makeup and the weave and the short shorts, if that's how you you're um, like, if that's how you want people to see you, then that's what they're gonna. That's how they're gonna treat you, and that's the fake you. How you how you supposed to get somebody? How you supposed to have somebody love you for for you, the real you, when they don't even know the real you? You barely know the real you. But that's what because you're what hiding we, behind all that stuff, right? But that's what we are showing, and this is what I mean when I say black women like we really have to come together because they're only copying and mirroring what they see on TV. Our generation, we used to go outside and play. Yes, I remember Double Dutch. <laughs> double Dutch, Woody, IOC, Doggy Doggy Diamond, all that. Well, you know, we used to really hang out and actually get to enjoy life, but the world we live in today is all about technology. Yes. So when you go, when you if you come from a a, a non two family home, mother and father there. If you come from your mother, you living with your mother, you don't have a father, and then you know your mother's always at work. Or if you come and and you in a household that abuse you and make you feel less than what you are. If you come for something like that, when you turn on that TV, of course, you're going to want to wear the long hair. Of course, you're going to want to wear the makeup. You're going to want to do this because that's what you feel like. That's beauty. That's what they show them. This is for you to feel 100% self-love. This is what you need to do. If you want somebody to give you attention, this is how you need to look. If you want somebody to love you, this is what. And it's not true. It's not. And it's not true. And I know that I can't change everything. I don't know everything. I'm still in a work in progress. But you know what makes me so mad? It makes me mad because all these black, not, I'm not saying all, okay? I'm not going to say all black women. Some of what I see on my timeline, you have all these black women that have blessings that God have gave them. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You got your business. And instead of you saying, you know what? God gave me this blessing. And I'm going to give another person's blessing. Or instead of you saying, hey, that girl was me. And I, I know how it felt to be that girl. I would never want nobody to feel like that. Instead of you saying that and let's all get together as a sisterhood, they were to go back and forth with each other and compete. Yes. So when you show them that, that's all they know. And it makes me sick. 
I can't stand it that it has to be us and we're giving this persona like we don't love ourselves. Mm-hmm. We don't value ourselves. I can't change a whole bunch of people. Mm-hmm. You know, I can only do what God wants me to do to live my purpose on this earth. But one thing I will tell you, I'm not going to give up on them. And you shouldn't. I'm not going to give up on them. I'm not going to give up on you. I'm not going to give up on anybody. And people need to understand the reason why I called my 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 um, organization for her is because I'm doing it for everybody. See, because I don't have to be in your family to love you. Or I don't have to know you to want well for you. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it has to start somewhere. And it, and and we are about the generation that we live in is crazy. But we have another one after us. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So you know when you're on this earth and you're going through, you would never want your daughter to go through what you see. So you have to be that change that we need. That's what I be trying to say to people. And it's just like, it's crazy. But I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I realized that... um. You know, I got to live my my purpose. And once I realized my purpose in life, I seen that my passion was coming with. It's not going to be easy for me. It's never going to be easy for me to bear my soul to someone and let them know all about me. But I have to because I want that from them. Yes. And for me to do that, I have to, you know, for me to want that, I would have to make them feel comfortable as well and tell my story. Nobody want to tell a story because it's hard. It is. You don't want to be judged. But you know what, though? At the end of the day, you're going to be judged regardless. Exactly. You're going to be judged regardless. You got to live life the way God has intended you to live. Even if it's walking away from people that you love. Sometimes I feel like he puts you in that in that, in that, that barrel say, you know what? He's going to take everybody from you. Because whatever he got going on for you, it's not for everybody to be around. Mm-hmm. You know? And a lot of times when, when people walk away from us, we get rebellious. We're like, no, come back and we want them back. And then we just like, oh, God, how come it doesn't work out? It's going to work out because what? You're not supposed to have them. Like, mm-hmm. how's it supposed to work out? You can't ask me for something. I give it to you. Then you just keep going back for it. Like, what the hell? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I just want things to be so good. Like, I, I just want 